You're listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your hosts, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> All right, this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. Oh, my God, Van. Oh, my God, Van. Oh, my God, Van. Oh, my God, Van. Good morning, Balloon Fiesta. <laughs> Fred Slow, alongside me, for the second time in our three years of doing this program on October 1st, alongside me, Van Nunley, for a balloon fiesta. Good morning, Van. Good morning, buddy, buddy. How bees it? Well, I got, I'm like excited, but I'm sad. I'm excited and sad, but before we get to that, good morning to the guy that makes it happen, Michael Vital. Good morning, Michael. Happy Balloon Day to you guys. Oh, I love that. I just love that. I haven't seen a single balloon yet. What? I, ha- I haven't either. But I went from my house to the studio, which is like three minutes apart from each other, and there's big downtown buildings in the way, so I couldn't see, a, <laughs> I couldn't see anything. Me too. Doesn't seem like you guys have seen enough. I am not in the studio. I am on location. In beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico, is its homecoming weekend for the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys and Cowgirls. Called soccer and volleyball yesterday. I had a lot of fun doing that. Calling football and volleyball today. Gonna Ooh, doubleheader. Yeah, a little doubleheader today. So that's going to be fun. So excited to be a part of the broadcast, be a part of the team, and, and be a part of homecoming weekend. Uh, uh, I tell you what, the, the energy came out yesterday. It was... Uh, I don't know, pack stands for soccer and, and pack stands for for volleyball. So I don't know, just just as much fun as you could possibly have doing that. But I am I am missing the balloon fiesta. This is the first time since I've lived here when we've had it, like COVID aside, um, where where I'm not there on the, on the opening everything. Well, luckily for you, Fred, it's two weeks long, so you get to see balloons when you get back. Isn't what it's like ten days, right? Is that how it works? It's this weekend, and then it concludes on the tenth. Oh, is that right? I thought it was weekend to weekend. Vital well, yeah, thinks so, so too. So today's the second, which is Saturday. Yeah. Next week, yeah. and then concluding on the tenth, which is a Sunday. Yeah, the old the old wraparound. Yeah, that's my understanding. And hey, what'd you do last night in Vegas? You check out some like Blue Man Group or Cirque du Soleil Love. Beatles okay, so thing or Las Vegas, New Mexico. Oh, that's where the confusion. <laughs> oh, that's way different. Yeah, I was setting with you, and as you are fully aware, I just told you what I did. I called soccer and volleyball. But after that, no, there was there was no after that. I it was late. It was late at night at that point. I used to work in Las Vegas, New Mexico, a couple times a month, and the town shuts down early, except for uh, one bar downtown. That I'd love to tell you about, but you can't well, go to it, Fred. I cannot. You can't imbibe, Fred. You can't have you, a beer, Fred. You want to know why? Vital Van and I, for the second consecutive year in a row, with the partnership and sponsorship of what I want to call one of our favorite partners that we've had. Like I don't want to blow it out. I don't want to blow it out of proportion because I think that is not like fair. 
to like our other sponsors and partners that we just absolutely love. Could we attract but, really awesome people, really awesome yeah. businesses that love being in the community and helping Albuquerque? That's how I feel. We're like a good people magnet, Fred. So thank you to Evolve Strong, EvolveStrong.com. It's E-V-O-L-V. As they are sponsoring Van and I's journey down sober October, Michael. We're uh Oh, you're up to that again, huh? Yep. You're gonna we did it. You did it last year, right? Yep, had a lot of success with it. We laughed a lot during it, played a lot, mostly we worked. A lot of sweat. Yeah. So you will find us you will find us down at Evolve Strong multiple times a week. Uh, obviously we're not abandoning the Y. Like the Y is still like beautiful and wonderful and part of everything we do. But we're definitely going to go down to Evolve Strong and take advantage of the well, they're like multiple group fitness classes. We're going to take advantage of their uh, high interval training facility. We're going to take advantage of just all the cool stuff that they offer. And to tell you about it, like in specifics, CJ Chavez, the owner, is going to join us at 10 a.m. And we're going to talk about what's going on there. We're going to talk about the rise of the Phoenix competition. Uh, we're going to talk about their training room. We're going to talk about just all the amenities and services that they offer and why, if you want to join us alongside during Sober October, how you reach out to Evolve Strong and do that. I legit love that place. It's very and cool. I'm not saying it just because we had a partnership this no. month. We had a partnership a year ago, and we're friends of friends, and we do cool stuff in the community together. It's a legit awesome gym with awesome trainers. And they're the training staff for our mutual friends, the Duke City Gladiators, too. Yeah, which I love. I love that. The The thing that, all right, and I'll be real transparent. Like, here's a little, like, inside radio. The first year we did Sober October, we did it in a partnership with Sports and Wellness. Because and you were working there at the time. Yeah. And they and get, there was uh, like first refusal and all. Yeah, there was like a, yeah, we were trying to be as, Excuse me. We were trying to be as kind as possible to them, but it doesn't. This is going to sound bad. I don't want to like besiege anyone. It's not what it is. It evolves strong. For like, it sure. Evolves, yeah. Okay. That's that's the kindest way to say that. There's there's something like a hundred classes offered each week. Like like depending upon like what you want to do with like your like you want to strengthen the muscle. Are you doing like flexibility stuff or like are you like you have personal fitness goals? They have something. More than likely, that's already in line. And if not, they have something that can work with you, be it like hot yoga or hit box or hit or boxing or trampoline or rebound or speed or agility or, or whatever. Like, so Evolve Fitness, it's, it's super, like, hyper niche. And, and it's, I don't know, it's a thing I'm proud to be a part of, and I'm proud to work alongside CJ and, and every app. They called us. You know, they, like, this thing was such a gangbusters last year. So, so we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. We're going to have CJ on at 10 a.m. and – I don't know, Vane, you want to do you want to do like progress stuff? How do you want to involve the friends of the show? Like what's your vision on this? I don't know. We'll figure it out Monday. And you yeah. know, they they got a lot of specials right now. Like you get a month free if you sign up for three months. They have one free uh training session. They have one free um personal training sessions. And CJ will tell us more about it uh when he gets on at ten o'clock, but just go. Yeah, that's how I come come. Come sweat with us because we're going to be there a lot. Yeah. All the time that we had dedicated to drinking and telling jokes and telling stories. And when I say telling stories, to be fair. To be fair. It's it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. Okay. (laughs) It's a lot of time. So now we're going to use all that to exercise. 
I'm going to be shredded, Vital. I'm going to look like a beer belly Adonis at the end of this month. And, you know, the friends of the show listen, and they're like, they're like, these guys are in their 30s, and they're both in pretty good health, except for when COVID-19 tried to kill Fred. But, like, like Evolve Strong does it different. They have, like, diabetes programs. They have, like, like say you have uh, osteoporosis. Say they have, like, a bunch of stuff going on. Like, there are specific efforts to help you. So, like, if you fall in a category where you're like, like, I have, a, I have an ailment that would be, like, either, like, treated or helped with, like, physical activity and exertion. Like, there's a program in Evolve Strong, EvolveStrong.com, that, that will help you get to where you want to be. Um, also, like, they win, like, Best in the City Awards all the time and top-rated locals. Do like, they have a pool? They do not have a pool, no pool. Michael. That I like to swim. Question. And I stopped the, I, swimming after the uh, pandemic. I, I don't think you could get publicly. COVID from swimming. Yeah, that's – well, the, the, a lot of the city pools that you can go to and do lap swimming all closed as a, as a result of that, so. Well, you live downtown, so that means you're like a five-minute walk from the Rio Grande. Just go jump in Rio Grande. That's what I would do if I was <laughs> Yeah. Be. Okay. You got like two Let's more weeks. Of, put on a wetsuit. Nice, yeah. Does, I mean, do do wetsuit protect you from, like, hypodermic needles? Because that's my biggest worry. I probably wouldn't make it downstream, Yeah. <laughs> I love going for floats in the summer down the Rio. Yeah, we went. We've yeah. done a lot. It's a lot of fun. But, like, Up in Taos I have to have good... sleeves on, and the, I have to have water shoes The Taos on. Gorge, yeah, I would do that, but not down on Central. Not just raw, do- not just raw dogging it in the Rio? That's that's raw. <laughs> the Lobos play today at 4.30, New Mexico. Highlands plays today at noon. I will link everything on our social media to where you can catch me, and obviously you can catch the Lobos on KKOB 770. Uh, I believe they're also on ESPN Plus today, but let me confirm that for everyone. But the the best way to see the Lobos is to go down and check them out today. Uh, Air Force is in. If you're not familiar with Air Force, we'll break this all down at 815 as well right after the break. But uh, Air Force runs the ball, and they're very exciting. Um, I don't know. Be a part of that. Be a part of the game today. It's a big one. Uh, need to bounce back from the UTEP, and, and we'll go over that at length. It's on Fox Sports 2, guys. I'm sorry I had that wrong. It's on Fox Sports 2. I'm stoked to talk a little uh, little Lobos bounce back action. Mm-hmm. We had Danny Gonzalez on the afternoon program this week, and he did not sugarcoat the last game, and he did not sugarcoat how tough it's going to be to deal with this funky air force option offense because you got a you got a game plan a special game plan for air force because they're like how many teams still run this offense in college football two or three right Mm -hmm. it doesn't really exist anymore no they're they're kind of the only one i i feel like whenever georgia georgia tech kind of got away from it you know years ago and yeah there just hasn't been much i don't know um emphasis on it and you know it takes certain like types of players and that type of player doesn't transition to the next level so like kids aren't necessarily putting the effort into becoming you know like option fullbacks kids aren't putting the effort into becoming like option h-backs so so yeah i don't know it's 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 all but died out really right yeah if you don't have a high talent level on your team then you go to that snap and it 
it's a it's a super suck smart at Air offense. Force. You hear what Vital just said? You ain't got no yeah. talent, so you got to run the ball like a bunch of old he said, weirdos. He said you're smart but not athletic. That's exactly what I said. Time to go down the Rio. <laughs> Bye. Chattern State visiting the Highlands Cowboys today, so that call will be available to you. And then Fox Sports Two for the UNMs. So that'll be very good. Uh, good opener to the program. We come back, man. Let's talk about uh, the Lobos taking on Air Force. Uh, I'm excited for it. Obviously, I'm going to catch it in a hotel room because I'm on Sober October, but I have no doubt you and I will be texting throughout. No doubt. Uh, it's been a good start to the program. So Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio and on remote from here in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion. We're getting strong with Evolve Strong. Don't forget, Van, we're playing again with I-9 Sports. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Sports Animal. If you don't stop the fullback, the offense gets going. That was our problem last year in the first half. They kept running traps and dives, and our guys weren't getting underneath blocks, and, and we weren't making plays. We made some adjustments in the second half. We caused some turnovers. We gave our team a chance to get back in the game. We just weren't able to capitalize on offense. So we've got to do that again. We've got to do that from the beginning this year so we don't spot them 21 points to begin with. Well, there you have it. That's how you write the ship. You mentioned Van, how we had Coach Gonzalez on the program earlier this week. Was that a Tuesday, Van, or was that Wednesday? I believe that was Wednesday, sir. They all run together for me. And we specifically asked Coach Gonzalez about what the team will do or what the team has been doing at halftime as we feel like there hadn't been the adjustments you would expect to see at this level. And, yeah, he absolutely agreed with that. And he said, you know, you got to do things a lot better in the second half of, of football. And, and obviously, he's, you know, he's talking here about when it comes up to Air Force that you got to be able to play two full halves. And, and that's where I feel the Lobos have – have fallen short thus far, not just in their losses this year, but their wins. Like the the adjustments at halftime just haven't been there. Yeah, I mean the 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 story is like the third quarter last week, right? Because UTEP mm-hmm. had those two big plays and scored fourteen points, and the Lobos won the first, second, and fourth quarters, but they didn't do what they needed to do at halftime to come out and make sure that their game plan was right for the second half. And you mentioned, like, even in their wins, because even in their wins, they dominated their first half and kind of just cruised in the second half and didn't do what they needed to do to keep the foot on the gas and make sure it was a a smooth and easy win. But this week, I'm really concerned about the defensive line, because if UTEP is able to run the ball on you in the second half, what are you going to do to stop the Air Force run, not only in the second half, but all game? Because that's yeah, what they they're, do. They're averaging like 350 yards a game. They put up 400 last week. 400 and some change. Four, yeah, 446 versus the Florida Atlantic. Whenever And they just drubbed them. That was like 31-7. Like there was nothing that could be done. But Florida Atlantic, God, this is going to sound, I mean, but is that a program that's so different from the Lobos? It's really not. It, I, I would say it compares, like, very fairly. Uh, yeah, tough for UNM playing at home. I got the line. I got everything. Van, you ready? We're going to break this one down and do our picks. Hit me. All right. So, 3-1 and one Air Force at the 2-2 two and two Lobos. The money line is 450 to Air Force. 
That's a pretty big over, favorite. It's a pretty big favorite. Uh, Eleven and a half is what they're currently sitting at from this CBS Sports article. So I can't I can't tell you who's providing that line, but uh, the over under forty five and a half. So I mean, you're the master. You're the master better, Van. What do you see today as far as as far as putting a little cheddar on it? Yeah, and thanks for that. The the master better is yeah. back in the house. Uh, I was uh, I nailed Thursday, so I told you to take Jacksonville plus seven and a half and the under, and I hit them all. Bengals on the money line, and I hit. And I'm gonna give you my Nostradamus prediction on this game, and I'm going to say do not bet this one because I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but if if you're sitting there on a computer right now on Bodog or Barstool Betting or wherever you are right now, I would say take the Lobos plus 11.5. If you could buy some points, I would buy points and the under. Because Lobos don't hit the sidelines a lot. They don't have a lot of sideline runs and sideline throws. So the clock is going to run. And Air Force is going to have like 40 rushes. So the clock's mm-hmm. going to keep running. So to me, that says under. And 11 and a half, or probably by by kickoff, I assume the, the line will be 12 and a half. So Lobos and the points in the under. The Lobos have not covered against the spread all year. Um, might not be the best time to take New Mexico against the spread. I am obviously a fan of the team. I'm a fan of the athletes. I'm a fan of the coach, which is what makes this bet difficult if I'm going to make it. Um, I, I Yeah, I would say just skip out on this one. Skip out on this bet and just cheer for the boys. I got some better bets for you later. I say with the eleven and a half, you take you take the Lobos with the points in the under van. Yeah, so we're 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 yeah. in unison on this one. Yeah, so the money. Uh, I know I said the money line was four fifty in favor of the Falcons. Um, and you know, yeah. last week, the, the, not the line, just the game, the team itself, Terry Wilson looked a little out of sorts in the second half. I think if, if he doesn't have a problem with his knee and he's doing a little better reading defenses, the Lobos are a couple big plays away from an upset here. And, and I don't think that's far-fetched to think it could happen because they've had a really good balance offense so far. But the big play really hasn't been there. And Terry Wilson's a big play guy. He's got a big arm. He's fast. If he sees a hole in the defense, he could tuck it in and run, which is something that he needed to do more of last week. The knee could have contributed to that. But if Terry Wilson finds a couple guys on top of the defense and hits them and makes a couple long scrambles, we'll have a completely different story for you than last week when we're on on Monday. Have you heard, or Michael, you've been on air the last two days, have you heard anything from the wide receivers for the Lobos? Do we know where their status is? Kind of all my efforts had, had fallen on, on deaf results. 
Well, last week when they had when they found out that they had the uh, contact tracing and the COVID, the protocol is ten days. So that that was a, a week ago, Friday, and it wouldn't be ten days. So I'm not sure about that, but I'm assuming because it's ten days, we may not see them today. I know Coach Gonzalez said there was a possibility, but obviously didn't say anything for certain. And when, just like against UTEP, I mean, we might not know until until Rob Portnoy is telling us immediately before the game, right? I mean, that's the feeling I get right now. You would think that you could get multiple tests, get multiple negative days in a row again. I don't know the protocols here, but I feel that you should be able to get multiple negative tests and be able to get out on the field. Because contact tracing is just for safety. There were no, I mean, there weren't confirmed positive with this whole group of six. These are contact tracing issues. So if it's just contact tracing, I think a a negative test should negate that and get these kids back out on the field. Well, and practices were closed all week. You're talking about practice, man. Well, you know how it is, though. Like, and do we go to all of them? No, but do we go, you know, at least one day a week whenever there's a big game going on? We do, you know, and and we try to get the pulse of the boys and and see who's moving around and, you know, see who's in sweats. Like, that stuff, that's important to us. That stuff we try to convey to the friends of the show. And and I reached out to, you know, colleagues we have in the industry, and it was the same result from everyone, which was, oh, I don't know anything. I hoped you would know. <laughs> well, let's well, shoot. We don't, you know. And and without being able to say, you got, I guess it would be, what, three, three freshmen going again. Um, and then the tight end, uh, you know, Bruckler, he's a freshman too. Um, so will he be back? I'd, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of things up in the air for the Lobo teams, which makes it tough against a Falcons team that does what they do really well. And I can't say they do anything else very good, but that triple option puts up yards and puts up points. And, and I think are the Lobos Oh, for their last three against the Falcons. Is that right? I think it's four, isn't it? Four in a row. Yeah. It's four so in I, a row. As I recall, we won big in 17. That was my first year here in New Mexico. And the Lobos put it on Air Force in 17. And that was kind of like my first real introduction to Lobos football. But, yeah, 18, 19, and 20, just all tough L's. And then last year, you know, just shut out completely, which is obviously not a result you're looking for ever. So, um, All right, so I'm taking I'm taking the Lobos. With the points, and I'm taking the under, Van. Smart move. I think that's the best bet here. Vital, you put any skin in the game? You going to follow that lead? No skin. I have no skin, but I will take uh, UNM. UNM by three. Ooh. I love it. It's conference play. They're going to be fired up. I agree, and they got a chip on their shoulder from last week, too, because they're going to come out. they got the home crowd. If the New Mexico State game's any indication of the turnout, there's going to be a nice turnout today. They can get out to a fast start, which has been one of the reasons why they've won those two games. I think they'll be fine. And 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 make a big play on defense. Remember, twice last week, not once, but twice, they had a perfect time, perfect uh, occasion to uh, do a pick six, and good, it would just wouldn't develop. So, Got to control the quarterback. If you can keep that Hazik Daniels – like under fire instead of letting him like be on fire, um, 
then you're then you're going to be in a position where you can win. But I tell you what, Vital, if this Lobos team does pull it out, which like more power to them, I'd love to see it. the The final on that one's going to be twenty four twenty one or twenty three twenty. Um, it's going to be it's going to be real close and it's going to be real low scoring. Yeah, when that's my, back, that's my vibe Lobos. right there. Van, when we get back, Major League Baseball playoffs, please. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio and M location at New Mexico Highlands University for the big homecoming football game. Today we are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. And it's our sober October with Evolve Strong because we're playing again with I-9 Sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Okay, Van and Michael, I'm going to give you the teams that have clinched, okay? Okay. So the Rays... Have clinched the AL East. Correct. The White Sox have clinched the AL Central. Correct. The Brewers have clinched the NL Central. Yeah. The Astros finally clinched the AL West. Yep. I could not have been more wrong about the Phillies because the Braves clinched the NL East. Yep. The Giants and Dodgers refused to clinch. What's their deal? They well, they both know they're in. <laughs> the Giants have a chance tonight to clinch. Is that correct? I believe so. Their magic number so is look, one. So it looks like the Dodgers will end up being the number one wild card, and arguably the best team in baseball. Best roster on paper, right? And then the St. Louis Cardinals have clinched the second wild card spot to play either the Dodgers or the Giants in a one-game play-in. You'll notice I didn't mention the AL wild card. Because who knows what's going to happen here. It's going to be a four-way tie is what's going to happen. God, that'd be so sweet. There's going to be there's going to be multiple 163s, and then there's going to be wild card playoff. So they could all play to get. They could all play like one. They could all play four games in a row. Someone would have to play, right? Isn't that the craziest? Is a, yeah, is a yeah tie breaking. You would have to look at their record in their division and then seed them by their division record one through four, one playing four, one and two get home games. Yeah, the winners of that then go to the wild card, and then the wild card then goes on to play Tampa Bay. (laughs) Wow. Please let this happen. And maybe for, like, the balloon enthusiast who's in town that doesn't listen to us just beat this to death every day of the week, let me put the team names out there. So the Yankees are 91-69, and and they're they're sitting pretty, okay? Game up. So they're they're game up. Red Sox are 90-70, and And I guess they're a game back, but they're the second wild card. And then the Mariners and Blue Jays are both 89 and 71, chasing one. So. And Seattle has one less game. Yes, Seattle, that is correct. So if if the Blue Jays go two for three, and if the Mariners go two and oh, am I getting this right? Then or it might be three. So if the Blue Jays go three, it's three for or four, and the Mariners go like two and zero, oh, and then the Red Sox win one, they split the final, and then the Yankees don't win. All four of them will have ninety-one wins. 
What? Yep. So I had it right the first time. Two wins. Yeah, so two wins. The Mariners went out. The Blue Jays go two or three. The Red Sox get one. And the Yankees just flounder. Which the I Yankees don't. Unfortunately, I don't see that happening. Give me your why. Because I think, like, because you don't think Tampa Bay will bring it against the Yankees? I think, yeah, I think Tampa Bay, they have their seat at the table set. So their last game of the year, they're probably going to rest all the big dogs. So I think the Yankees get at least one win. Unfortunately for the Red Sox, they're playing the Nationals. And they got a hit against Josiah Gray today who is up and down but he has electric stuff absolutely electric stuff they got him from the Dodgers earlier this year absolutely electric stuff so I don't think the Red Sox win out so I think the Yankees will be in the one position and I think there's a really good chance of a three-way tie with the Sox Blue Jays and Mariners we hadn't talked about it as we – our last day on air was Wednesday, but the Cardinals lost on Wednesday night to the Brewers 4-0, and that ended their win streak. So that put them – was it 17? Is that what their win streak was? Yeah, it was 17. So 17 in a row for the Cardinals, uh, but after losing the Brewers, they bounced back and won two in a row. So the Cardinals are 19 of their last 20. I'd still call that pretty hot. You don't say. You know, and it's your fault. You know that, right? Because I wore the cardigan. You wore the Cardinals cardigan, and then they lost that night. Mm-hmm. So Cardinals Nation listening, everyone in the St. Louis area, everyone in the Midwest, boo, yes, Fred Slow. <laughs> it's your fault. You're the curse. You're the goat. You're Steve Bartman. You ruined this for everyone. My end-of-the-year scenario for the AL wild card is Yankees, Red Sox, Mariners, and Blue Jays all tie at 91 wins. We get two 163s, and then we get a wild card game afterwards. What is your prediction? Yankees, Red Sox. Unfortunately, yes, Yankees, Red Sox. Red Sox got a game up. I want to see 163 baseball. I want to see the lowly Mariners or the upstart Blue Jays. I would love to see those storylines in the playoffs. But Yankees-Red Sox, one game to get in at either the historic Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park. Yeah. Like, that's that's the, that's the game. That's must-see TV. If it went to the four-game or the two-game, four-team, 163 into the wild card, it would be the Yankees versus the Mariners and the Red Sox versus the Blue Jays. Is that correct? I'm, I'm not sure of their division think, records. So Is that correct? That's my, I think that's my understanding. So okay. you could still, with my scenario, end up with Yankees-Red Sox in the wild card. Okay. Well, that's fine. But if it's in that situation, I'm going to be rooting for the Mariners and Blue Jays. So I'm going to blow it up all, already with my baseball dorkdom. This is why the second wild card is so good. At, at first, I hated it. I'm not going to lie. 
I hated yeah. it at first. Yeah, I was too. like, you play 162 Ooh. games? Yeah. You got to play 162 games? A whole season just must to mean play something. one? Just to play one game? You play, if you had a great season, you that, that you should be able to that you, you should be rewarded in some way. But but now I get it. Now I get the vibe. I get the excitement of the one game playoff like hey, you got to win this one to get in. Just this one. And I love the excitement of it. And I love like the dangling carrot that the one game wild card is because anything could happen in one day. But a, a a season of 162 games, you have to be wildly motivated to win your division. The goal is to win your division because you don't want to be stuck with the one-game wild card. So I warmed up to it in the past couple years. And especially for situations like this, when we can have game 163s just to get into the wild card, just to get into the playoffs. And especially with teams like the Sox and Yankees playing at either Yankee Stadium or Fenway, a one game to get in, that's must-see TV. I love every minute of it. So the second wild card, correct me if I'm wrong, was added in 2012. Is that right? And so it's that it's the second wild card begins the playoffs with a one-game playoff. That's like it. And me in 2012, I want to say the first year I didn't cast opinion because – I didn't have enough information. But I will tell you by 2013, I was as, as excited for it as anyone because it was the trade deadline was different and teams were invested and fan bases around the country were there. And you were able to really stretch out the at least awareness of Major League Baseball considerably longer than what it had been prior to 2012, in my opinion. And then uh, it allows – for like this conversation we're having right now. Because if we don't have the second wild card, my St. Louis Cardinals are not in the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. You don't get that one you don't get that one game to to sneak in and possibly upset world beater Max Scherzer. Cause it in because you might. Dodger fan would be like, Well, hand the ball to Clayton. Clayton's our dude. Clayton Kershaw's out. Clayton Kershaw might be out for the whole playoffs. Left forearm soreness. There's nothing worse that you can hear as a baseball fan when your pitcher has left forearm soreness. Because that means that's a UCL. That means it's Tommy John surgery. That means he's out for a year and a half. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a mild flare-up and he gets to pitch in the playoffs. But it looks like Clayton Kershaw, number one, is done for the season. And number two might be done in Dodger blue. Contracts up after this year. I know we have callers, but we'll get them after the break if that works for you, Vital. David Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. I am currently in New Mexico Highlands getting ready to call Homecoming Football Weekend. I'm very excited about that. We're sober Octobering with Evolve Strong. We'll have CJ Chavez on at 10 a.m. talk about everything going on over there, and we're playing it with I 9 Sports. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Good morning, my fellow gamblers. Football Frank says Carolina and the over tomorrow. We're going to do our picks in the 9 o'clock hour for the NFL, Van. We're going to do our picks in the 9 o'clock hour. Sweet. Friend of the show, Tommy, joins us. Tommy, welcome. 
Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Tom of the Truth back at you, listening to you, the thing you're talking about the Yankees since I'm a Yankees fan. Since my dad liked the Yankees. I was kind of raised on that. Even though the Rays is clinched, they don't like us, we don't like them. That, to me, is a real rivalry there. And ever since the Devil Rays changed their name to the Rays, they changed everything about the way they run the organization and their analytics. That's why they've been able to, to have a, a quality team with such a low payroll every year. They've changed everything from that point on. We can't beat them. And I'm not convinced just because they clinched that they're going to arrest anybody because they want to beat us into the ground. Good point. And um, we'll see what happens. You know, my Yankees couldn't get it done yesterday. I was upset. I go, God, can't we beat these guys? They've been beating us all year long pretty much. I think eight out of ten or something like that. I'd love to see the, Rays, uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees battle it out in a one-game playoff. But I just want to get into the playoffs. I want to beat these guys just to show we can beat them because we haven't been able to do it consistently all year long. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, it's a dream a scenario, four-way tie. That's possible. So they will have, a, I guess, a one-game playoff, correct, if there's a four-way tie? That's correct. That will be interesting. I just want to win. I just want to get in and see what happens. But uh, the Dodgers, uh, and it could be crazy. They're going to finish up as a wild card. And another thing I wish they would change, I know it's one game. I wish they'd go two out of three. They've talked about doing a two out of three playoff. I think that's fair. I'd love to see that. That's more baseball to watch and, and more money. But the one off, I wish they changed it to two out of three. I want to see what you guys actually think about that. And as far as um, a little bit about the Lobos, what you said earlier, they haven't covered all year. I don't think they're going to cover this game. they got to play such a unique gap discipline against this team. Stay in your lane. Because if they don't play that gap discipline and doing your job and not worrying about what the other guy's doing, they're just going to get run over by this team. But I'm hoping they win. I want them to get to that six wins so they can get a bowl bid. But I don't think they're going to cover. I don't think they're going to cover. So The Yankees have a – thanks for the call, Tommy. The Yankees have an insanely powerful offense. And if you've seen them really come together the last couple weeks. So if you let them sneak into the playoffs – they can do a lot of damage. Healthy Judge, healthy Stanton, and a really good team wrapped around the three and four hole hitters that are probably the best one-two punch in baseball when they're healthy. But I don't think the Yankees have a playoff caliber rotation beyond Garrett Cole. Again, it's the playoffs. Somebody might pitch lights out. You might have your, your number five starter, some young guy, to show that he's he's ready to step up to the next level. You don't really know, but you know yeah, the. I don't, go ahead, Adam Wainwright, oh six. Like I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cl yeah, Clayton Kershaw. I guess that would have been, oh eight. Is that right? But it's Tommy mentioned taking the one game playoff, the three game playoff, and I'm I'm with Tommy. I give me more baseball. Give me more primetime baseball. Give me more playoff baseball. Unfortunately, October is only so long. And what you'll end up doing is you'll end up playing baseball into November. Because, like, and especially in, like, some of these cold weather cities, New York and uh, Boston and, you know, Chicago, like, the White Sox have a chance to be in. You end up really battling weather in October. So you have to have it set up in a way to where you're not playing every other day on the dot, or excuse me, every day on the dot outside of travel days. Because you'll... Well, we'll have baseball on Thanksgiving. Well, you already get a You already get what two straight weeks of four games almost every other day. So, there every major league baseball team takes a like a for a three time like three stretches, 
they play 19 out of 21 days. Like, that's, I mean, that's a lot of baseball. 19 out of 22. So, I mean, I mean, the guys could do it physically, sure, but there's just not enough time in the clock to, to even try to add two more possible games and then factor in an option of, of making up a game if you need to. Well, I've been advocating it for it for years that you have less regular season games and a longer playoff. Yeah, one I call I like to call the the one the one two one one hundred twenty one games, or one hundred fifty games, or somewhere significantly less. So you take off games from the regular season because I think somewhere around a hundred games is where you really know who your team is, and a hundred games is enough to separate the talent in the teams because baseball anybody can win. I mean, the Pirates swept my Astros earlier this year. The Pirates are hot garbage. The Pirates are a dumpster fire. But they're able to sweep a top-level team in a, in a long baseball season. That stuff happens. But I think around 100 games is where you really get to know how good your team is. So 100 games plus whatever the agreed-upon amount should be the regular season, and there should be a way-extended playoffs. I would like to see an eight-team playoff in each league. Like that, that would be very special to me. So, I mean, you start earlier and you end the season at the same time. I mean, look, look what the NFL is doing. NFL is going to add a game, right? We're up to 17 games now. And I see another game added in the next couple years, and then they're going to do away with the preseason. So this is going to alter the landscape of football. All the old records are going to be broken. So you like you have a dividing line in this season now. Because all the stats are going to be different. All the performances are going to be different. All the win-losses are going to be different. I say baseball does the same thing, except for not more games, less games, and longer playoffs. To support what Tommy was saying, if Major League Baseball does reduce to 100 games the Tampa Bay Rays will still have 99 wins. The Tampa Bay Rays are very good. Like, they they were the first team to really embrace, you know, Oakland A's money ball after Oakland revolutionized it, and they've been the best at it. They just keep grabbing these players out of nowhere. 30th round picks end up being first-level starters. They're trading off their expiring contracts for nobodies, and their minor league development turns them into stars. Like it is amazing to see. Yeah, exactly. Randy Rosarina got poached from the Cardinals because they thought he wasn't going to be able to do anything, and now he is a superstar. Yeah, but that's the thing with the A's kind of deal. I mean, they're always in contention for a playoff spot, but you never. They're not always the number one or top contenders in the league every year to year. It's like we can get to the playoffs, we're that good, but are they that good enough to be dominant, not like the Dodgers? No. Well, that's the thing with like advanced analytics. You can put together a team that you know can win in between X amount of games. And depending on how the ball bounces in between that spread of 20 games, the A's every year put together – somewhere in between a 500 and a 20 win over 500 team. They've been doing it for decades now. It's very impressive. 
And then, like, if let's say the Oakland A's had a $200 million budget and the same advanced analytics and the same development system, they'd be a powerhouse every year. The A's were in contention all year this year, and they're going to end up being four or five games back off the wild card. That's an impressive season for someone with their budget. It's an interesting thought, too, because as you describe it that way, because you got 162 games, and if the Rays go in every year and they're like, we know this squad will win 80. We know they're, they, we know they're good every other day to win. But what things can you do, like, like as a squad or with your roster, with your coaching, to throw another 20 on top of that? Like, where do you find 19 more wins? Right, and, and for ex- still sticking on this Oakland A's example, they were in contention. They were just like two games back at the trading deadline. They don't have the budget to take on a bunch of other big blockbuster trade deadline deals because they just can't pay for it. They could have. They could have made a big push. They could have got. They could have bought a few more wins this year, but that's not what they do. Good first hour of sports talk. Enjoyed it a ton. Lots of NFL picks. When we get back, Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. It's Silver October with the Ball Strong. We're playing here with I nine Sports, ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. One hour from. This exact moment, C.J. Chavez of Evolve Strong will join us. Man, is he in studio or on the phone? He's just going to be on the phone. Okay, so he's going to call into the program. This guy, hey, C.J. is way too busy to come here. We'll try to get him in studio. You know how many hats this guy wears? He's way too busy. That's that's what you're saying? We're getting big-timed? Oh, never. Oh, okay. So C.J. Chavez will join us at 10. At 10.15, Ryan Tamari will join us to finish out the program. Because when we were scheduling this, Michael, we didn't know if I'd have to leave early for the football game. So You left so way Ryan, early. A so day. Ryan will, will be here for that. All right, Van, you ready for our NFL picks? I am. So we, we did picks during the week, and we just did straight up, and that's fun because you need it for your office pool. But this one's, this one's for the money, okay? So, Van, you're the master better, so I will present and you will leave. <laughs> Okay. Where did you get that name, we'll by the way? So, from the text line. One of the textures said, because I started calling myself the Oracle, right? Because I, I won my Pick'em League oh, two weeks right. in a row. And until UNM UTEP, I got every single pick right that I said right on air, that I admitted to on air. So I started referring to myself as the Oracle. And Vital, as you know, you do not give yourself nicknames. So from the text no. line, someone called me the Master Better. <laughs> I kind of like Nostra Dumbass, but <laughs> that's a good one. Either one is fine. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. Hit us up on the Sports Animal text line. Should I be the Master Better or Nostra Dumbass? Give me your answers. Um, speaking of the texter, true salary cap would even things out across baseball well yes but that's not going to happen because the players association doesn't want a salary cap because right now them boys getting paid i think more than a salary cap there needs to be a salary floor because teams like you know the smaller market teams who get profit sharing from the big dogs don't spend it all they just pocket it you should be forced to spend 
your profit sharing on your team. So I think a salary floor is more important than a salary cap because there's no way the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Angels and all the other big dogs Share are going to allow that yeah. to happen. There's no way. They're like, there's a reason we're better. Bigger markets, more money. Like You can't have a true salary cap like that in baseball. The Browns are traveling to visit the Vikings in Minnesota. Minnesota is favored by two at home. Van and the over-under is 51 and a half. That's not the line I got in front of me. I got anywhere in between one and a half to two and a half for Cleveland on the road. Uh, my line is powered by Caesars, so I'm going with Caesars Palace. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at a bunch of different ones. I got Caesars, MGM, Wynn, Circa, FanDuel, and uh, Barstool pulled up. For the sake of the segment, we'll go with favored by two. Okay. So I think Cleveland, even though they're on the road, and Minnesota came off a, a very big win last week, as we know, Minnesota's up and down every week. And I think this is going to be a down week because Cleveland is just that talented. Um, you know, it's two and a half on the road, so that says it's about five and a half in Cleveland. So I like Cleveland minus two and a half. I'm taking the Vikings at home. It's a smart play. It's a smart play. And I'm going to take the over because I think this one is going to be in the 30s uh, both ways. So that will eclipse the 51 and a half. Uh, to me, I kind of always just instinctually take the over if it's 55. Um, once it hits 55, then I start kind of thinking about it. But I just believe that NFL teams can score, and you're not going to end up with a lot of Jets offenses out there. So so I'm taking the over at 51 and a half, and I'm taking the Vikings at home with uh, to cover. Well, we are the exact opposite. I like Cleveland and the under. Cleveland has a very good defense, and Minnesota's defense is not bad. I don't think they're going to stop Cleveland's offense, but I think they could slow it down. And you saw what Cleveland's defense did last week, so I like the under on this one. What do you have, 51 and a half? 51 and a half. Okay, yeah, I like the under on this one. Mid, a mid-20s score, Cleveland wins by three or four. Cleveland covers and the under. This is the the next one is the game I stay away from the most. Uh, Houston at Buffalo. So Buffalo's favored by seventeen. What are you going to do here? Uh, stay away from it. Yeah. Uh, I I think Buffalo is going to demolish them. But you know, sixteen and a half, seventeen and a half, like that's that's hard. I mean, that's a hard spread. Buffalo can absolutely dominate this game and only win by 13. Like, 16 and a half is hard. I think Buffalo's going to just mop the floor with them, but I would stay away from this game. If I had to, I would take Buffalo in the over because the over-under, I'm seeing it 47, 47 and a half, 48. I think Buffalo's probably going to score 35, 40 on their own. So all Houston needs to do is get 10 or 14 points, and boom, you hit your over. I, I feel like Vegas doesn't think the Texans will get 10 or 14 points. It looks that way. Um, if I'm putting money on it because I have to, I agree with you. I'm taking Buffalo, and I'm taking the points, and I'm taking the over. I think 
Buffalo is going to run away with this one, and it's going to be real bad. Um, the only <laughs> concern I would have if I'm playing money is if Buffalo pulls their quarterback. They're just trouncing them so bad he yeah. doesn't get those garbage time fourth quarter points. Well, I'm not just talking about fantasy. I'm talking about like once you know once you pull your quarterback out, you go to a real muted offense. You know, you go vanilla. You a lot of handoffs, a lot of a lot of short passes, a lot of crosses, and you you just you won't put up points. You'll just you'll just hold the ball. So, yeah, for for all those reasons, the giant spread, Buffalo dominating. I mean, I I would just stay away from this game. Colts at Dolphins. Dolphins by two and a half. Mm. Yes, I guess. The The problem I have, it's because they're at home, so they get two and a half. I think the Colts are a better team. Their quarterback play is rough, but here's the thing. Miami's quarterback play is rougher. Yeah, I like Indy and the over. I mean, 42 and a half, that is super low for professional football teams. They don't have, you know, high. neither of them have high-powered, high-scoring offenses. But 42-and-a-half, that's such a sexy number. That's just so low. And, you know, in, in the Pick'em League, I would say take Indy in a bounce back. This is another game I'd stay away from, but I would say Indy plus two-and-a-half and over. See, I, I, I got it as low as 41-and-a-half on here. But even if you call it 42 and a half, I'd take the over. I'm going to say you take the Dolphins at home and the under with the points. Miami can get three scores. Miami can get 21 points on the road. And Indianapolis's quarterback has two sprained ankles or, or, or maybe a backup quarterback that I can't name for you. Um, so maybe they get 14, maybe. Uh, but they probably get nine or they probably get 12. So I'm going to take Miami at home, and I'm going to take the under and the points. Okay, not a bad bet. Yeah, this that's that's a matchup I'm not crazy about, but, yeah, that's that's the smart money there. Panthers at Cowboys. Cowboys favored by four at home, as they should be. Uh, I don't have the over-under in front of me, but I have a fun prop bet on this one one two what do you have for the over under band uh 50 and a half 50 and a half to 51 and a half i think both of those are good numbers um i really like dallas here i think carolina has a really good defense but i mean dallas literally has the best offense in the nfl so far this year so dallas is going to put up an absolute ton of yards if they can turn a couple of those field goals into touchdowns, they can put up 40 on their own against a good defense. So I like Dallas. I mean, I'm seeing in between minus four to minus five and a half. If you can get Dallas at minus four or minus four and a half, I think that's a good bet. I think Dallas wins this one seven to ten points. Not to knock Carolina. They've had a really good start, but they haven't beat anyone spectacular so i think carolina's good but they're mccaffrey-less and they got a new quarterback and i don't think they have what it takes to win on the road at dallas so i like dallas minus four and a half and the over 
And so is, did you say the new quarterback is, is Sam Darnold not playing? I didn't know that. No, he's new to the team. I'm saying this is first year with the oh, team. I'm sorry. Okay. This is his first year with the team. You know, new coach, new offense. You're on the road in Dallas, which is an actual home field advantage. And you're finally playing a really good opponent. I don't think Carolina does it without Christian McCaffrey. And I think Dallas' offense is just too prolific. Uh, Carolina's defense is good, but it's not good enough to slow down the Cowboys. Uh, J.C. Horn, I think, is is a bit is as big of a deal as Christian McCaffrey going down, which is a very strong statement. Uh, I would say Cowboys are going to win. I would say you take the points. And as far as the over under, you said it was fifty point five. Is that what you said? Uh fifty one and a half is the most oh, the most frequent. Yeah, take the over take the over on that because I think the Cowboys are going to score in the mid thirties. So then, if the Panthers can get mid teens or low twenties, you're already over. Uh, so that's my pick. Cowboys at home, take the over, take the points. I got a fun prop one here, Van. Okay, what How is it? You f- it's CD Lamb. Okay. Do you take the over on seventy two and a half receiving yards? I would have to see. Who's covering him? It's but that seems that seems low. He averages he averages what eighty eight yards a game somewhere around there. So I would say yeah, take C. Lamb's over. That's a good prop bet. Nice find. I think that, yeah, I'd parlay on something fun like that because that one almost seems like an assurance to me. So uh, let's grab a break. More NFL picks when we get back. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio and beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. Ryan broadcasting homecoming weekend for the Highland Cowboys. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. And we're doing Sober October with Evolve Strong. Playing again with the I-9 Sports. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Chiefs are going to Philadelphia, Van Allen. Eagles are, or excuse me, Chiefs favored by seven. Do you have the over-under in front of you? Uh, yeah, I see Chiefs are either minus six and a half or minus seven on the road. 54 and a half over-under. Oh, gosh. Um, I'll lead on this one. I'm going to take... The Eagles with the points and the under. I think the Chiefs win the game, but I don't think they win so measurably. So give me like a 30 to like 24 or like 31 to 24 Chiefs victory on the road. So I'm taking the Eagles with the points. 31-24 is the over. Yeah, and the over, so that's what I want. Okay. Well, I got Kansas City in the under in this one. I think they can stop Philadelphia. If Philadelphia gets some garbage time, fourth quarter points, it's going to ruin everyone's day. Kansas City is significantly better than Philadelphia, but they haven't been playing like it the last couple weeks. They turned the ball over three times in the first half and still almost won. Uh I think Kansas City is a superior team. I think if Kansas City didn't hang two L's 
I mean, if they didn't have these turnover problems, running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has coughed up the ball once in every single game so far this year. So turnovers have been a problem. Without those turnovers, Kansas City is back to their elite, hyperbolic offense. So I think Kansas City is an easy bet here, minus 6.5. It's one of my favorite lines of the week. Kansas City is significantly better. I think they're able to hold Philadelphia to less than 20 also. I'm thinking mid-30s to mid-teens, and they hit the under. I think this next one is the lowest scoring game of the week. The Lions at the Bears. Bears favored by three at home. What are you thinking, man? This is one of my favorite bets of the week. I will be betting this game. The spread is pretty wide. I'm seeing anywhere from minus three, minus three and a half, all the way up to minus five for Chicago. If you can get Detroit, plus five. I think that is easy money. I think Detroit is going to win the game. If you want to bet the money line, I would say take Detroit on the money line. But Detroit plus three and a half, I think it's a no-brainer here. Uh, I think they're significantly better than Chicago. Detroit's not great, but Chicago has had a historically bad offense so far this year, and Detroit has been competitive against superior teams. I think Detroit wins handily i don't know why chicago is getting three and a half i guess it's just because it's in soldier field but this is my favorite of the week my favorite pick of the week is detroit plus three and a half the ou is 42 and a half is that what you're saying uh yeah so i'm taking the under for sure i'm taking the lions to win but here's the thing I got the Bears covering because I think it's going to be a field goal game. If it's a field goal game, Detroit covers. Well, it, it the Bears favored by three is what I have. Yeah, then that's a that's a push. That's a I, push. I'm seeing three and a half. If you can get Detroit okay. three and a half, take then it. Take that. That's that's yes. my fa- that's my favorite right there. Because I think it's a field goal game. I think both these teams are very poor. I'm talking. Like 15-12 or 17-14, like super low scoring, super between the 20s. Everyone's afraid to show that they're professionals. Detroit has played better than their their record indicates. Maybe the running back has. I give him – I give Swift like the over on receptions and receiving yards. But otherwise – I don't know if I've seen it that way. I mean, Detroit hung with the 49ers for significant parts of the game, hung with the Packers. They almost ups, upset the Ravens. The Bears have gotten demolished two weeks in a row. The, you don't think the Lions have some sort of like just hangover from losing on like a record-breaking field goal after like what a lot of people might argue was like a very bogus play before that? It's a young team. Yeah, it's a young team. They're they're too dumb to care. Yeah, I think. Okay. I mean, it's it's good motivations. Like, hey, boys, put that on the chalkboard. You were one bad call and a record-setting field goal away from being the Ravens. Now let's bring it against your rival. Detroit plus three and a half is my favorite bet of the week. 
Titans are going to New York to play the Jets version of New York. Titans are favored by six on the road. Um, man, the Jets are bad. Jets are really bad. But Tennessee's been very inconsistent. This is a game I'd stay away from. But if you get if you want to bet Tennessee minus six and a half, I think that's the bet. Who knows how many I would stay away from the over under because who knows if the Jets even score, if they can contribute to the score of the game. I would say Tennessee minus six and a half and stay away from the over under. I'm gonna go with you on that one. Um I think based on usage, I'm going to get whatever line, and I don't see the line for Henry, but whatever the line is for combined yards, take the over. Yeah. Um, for for just up. for Derrick Henry? Yeah, I think he's going to go crazy. Yeah, he's going to go crazy. Also, uh, Julio Jones is out. So there's going to be a special focus on Derrick Henry. But so I don't he's think. A, he's a better pass catcher than I think people make him out to be. And if you're able to to scheme to where you can get him out of flats or get him doing like some short crosses, definitely then take the over because I think he can have receptions, maybe not a ton of yards like off those receptions, but he'll definitely have the ball more in the offense than just the run game. Yeah, I agree. His pass catching has improved the last few years, and I think I don't think he was ever a bad pass catcher. He just doesn't need to. He's so yeah, that's good. That's a good point. You don't that's have to, way of saying it. You don't have to run gimmick plays and find ways to to get Derrick Henry in the flat when you just give him the ball and let him be Derrick Henry. The Washington football team, WFT, uh, is going down to Atlanta to play the Falcons today. The Washington football team is favored by one and a half on the road. The just I think that's more of a testament to just how poorly Atlanta has played versus how well Washington has played. Um you got it you get your gut telling you anything here? Yeah, um earlier in the week um I got split. My two pick 'em leagues, I got Washington in one and Atlanta in the other. Earlier in the week I really liked Atlanta because they're at home. They just came off a win against the absolutely disgusting New York Giants. Um I, I changed my tune throughout the week. Washington has a healthy Terry McLaurin. Uh, Scary Terry was thought that he might miss early in the week. That made me lean Atlanta. Then not only do they have Scary Terry back, they also have Curtis Samuel back. So Hanky has all of his weapons. Heineke. Am I saying that right, Vital? Heineke. Heineke. Heineke has all of his weapons back. And their running back is healthy as well. Atlanta's defense is very porous. Um, I think Atlanta's skill group is a little bit better than their playing. That's why I wanted to pick Atlanta early in the week, but I like Washington minus one and a half. It's one of my favorite picks this week. I think it's too low. I mean, maybe they get it because they're on the road, but Washington minus one and a half. Uh, stay away from over-under. I think he had three scores last week, which is his career high, and, and he's got a very weird career. Like, did some really special things in college for, like, one or two games, and that got him 
a chance in the NFL. And, and I think he's a guy who can maybe be like a tier above where he actually is play wise. Um, I want to say that the football team can go down to Atlanta and and just beat up on the Falcons, but I like the home field in Atlanta. I think Atlanta is a tough city to go into. I think Kyle Pitts is going to come into his own soon, and it's going to happen before everyone else thinks it will. So I want the I'm going to take the Falcons at home, and I'm going to take them to cover, and I'm definitely going to take the under. But that's where I'm at on this one. Yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan's played pretty well. I thought he would be worse off because they have no offensive line, but he's put up good numbers. Fred, you're almost convincing me to pick Atlanta again, but I think with Heineke and all of his weapons that are all healthy now, Washington's defense has underperformed so far this year. I think Washington's defense, the the skill players there are better than they've been playing. I think it's time they kind of emerge and start playing better. You saw some flashes of brilliance from Heineke at the end of last year. I had Washington at the beginning of the year being a better team than they've shown so far. So I think this is the game where Washington kind of comes together a little and plays better. I'm, I know we got to go to break, but I'm with you, Vital, on Matt Ryan. The only difference is I think Kyle Pitts has to be the feature of that offense. And when's the last time they had a tight end that could really do that, like Tony Gonzalez? So, I mean, you have to relearn that. Uh, let's grab a break. We'll have more picks whenever we get back. It's been a good second hour of football talk thus far. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. It's our sober October with Evolve Strong, and we're playing again with I-9 Sports, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports team. Back live on the program. If you're waiting for us, currently at the sports book. Well, I think that's the best decision you could be making in your life right now. Congratulations on all of your riches. Congratulations yes. on your new speedboat. And your degeneracy as well. <laughs> ben, uh, you and I earlier this week attended a casino night fundraiser for the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Do you recall that? I recall the beginning and middle of it. Okay. <laughs> That was our last hurrah before Sober October started, so I did it right. Uh, Vital, what we did was we had partnered with the YMCA of Central New Mexico on a fundraising effort, which was a casino night. at. And help me out here, Van. Is it Casa? Asensia. 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 Okay, so through partnership with New Mexico Bank and Trust and a bunch of other donors, uh, able to raise something crazy, man, like $35,000. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was, it was an insane, I think 37, let's call it 37. 37. All right. So 37,000. We didn't count the um, silent auction either. Yeah. Well, and I have no idea, but that definitely was going too cause I was trying to bid on th- things and I kept losing. Yeah. I lost all mine. Yeah. I lost all mine. Didn't win a one, but, um, but anyways, we had a lot of fun doing that. And as we were moving around between the different games, cause the way it was set up was, they had like a, like a roulette and they had like uh craps and they had a bunch of like, like card games, like blackjack or let it ride or whatever. And, uh, as we're moving around to all the games, uh, I am there with a friend of the show, friend in real life, uh, Christy Kim from the Lobo theater. And as we're talking, uh, she's like, I don't know how to play these games. And I don't, and I'm like, Oh, me too. I didn't, I, I'm not addicted to this. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and then so we're playing like blackjack and she's like she's like 16 i'm gonna hit. i'm like you're not you're like the like the trick to blackjack is just don't bust like no matter like like let them bust like and even if you lose you didn't bust so we anyway so we had a lot of fun with that so thank you to the ymca of central new mexico for allowing us to be a part of that and obviously if you want to support the ymca the easiest way to do that is by becoming a member check out the ymca it's like a dollar a day or something van yeah 29 dollars um, yeah. a month it's slightly less than a dollar a day it's slightly more than a dollar a day in february but every other month it's less than a dollar a day i'm not going into the month thing again that is the 13 month Giants, thing here yeah, no. The, the New York Giants are out the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are favored big at home by a score of seven. Van, you are not going to put money on this one. Uh, yeah, this is the one I'd skip out on, um, but I'd really like the over on this. That's 41 and a half. That is so low for professional yeah. football Ooh. teams. I think the Giants might play better. I don't. I'm not sold on New Orleans defense. I think they're a little porous. New Orleans defense got some playmakers, but I don't think they're you know a big stopper. They're a a, a bend not break kind of defense. Right. But I think New Orleans is going to hang up mid 30s on the Giants defense, and the Giants will score some points. So I really like this over at 41 and a half. If I had to bet, I would take New Orleans at home minus six and a half. The Giants aren't a good team, but they're due to like put it together and have a competitive game, right? Yeah, if you're trying to do some sort of parlay, that's like an like an like an octagon triplet, like win place, and you have to take this game. <sighs> I'm going to take New Orleans at home, and I'm going to not take the points. And I'm going to take the over, and the the problem. So I guess I'm taking Giants with the points. The problem I'm having though is, does Jameis Winston throw four scores or does he throw four picks? Yeah, which Jameis are we going to get? He's he's done a really good job protecting the ball so far. Saints to win, Giants with the points though, and take the under. Yeah, I think if if you're a money line guy, this is an a great game to take New Orleans money line. It might cost you a little bit, but it's a good money line game. That if I had that's a good that's a good suggestion. If I had to, that's what I'm doing. I really like the over. Forty one and a half. I'm gonna put four I'm gonna put New Orleans New York Giants forty one and a half over into a parlay later today. I really like that line. Baltimore goes to Denver Denver is undefeated. Baltimore is very good. I can't bet this one with any confidence. Um, maybe Broncos are favored by one at home. Is that what you have? Uh, I got a bunch of different lines on here. I got Baltimore minus one and a half all the way to Denver minus one. It's pretty overwhelming. Uh, Baltimore one and a half. But I'm seeing Pickums. I'm seeing Denver minus one. Uh, I would stay away from this game. Uh, I took Baltimore in both my Pickham leagues because Denver's opponents after the Thursday night game are now zero and ten. So they oh, haven't wow. they haven't beat anyone. Denver is three and zero. Their opponents after Thursday, talking Jaguars, are now zero and ten. So they haven't played anybody yet this year. Their defense has been pretty dominant, and on paper, their defense is very good. 
Teddy Bridgewater's above average. I don't think their offense is as strong. They lost Jerry Judy earlier this year. And Baltimore Ravens got a little guy named Lamar Jackson, who is the MVP of the league. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, Baltimore is my pick em. I would stay away from betting this game. Anything could happen. This is, this, this is a, a tipped ball interception. This is a poke fumble in the fourth quarter away from going either way. It's going to be a fun game to watch, but I'm not betting this one. I'm also not. I would take Baltimore on the road. Um, I think if I had to do something fun here just because I had some play money, I think it's going to be a big day for the tight end. I think Mark Andrews will will do something special up there because I don't necessarily love Denver at the linebacking core. Uh, so that would be like the fun I would have with this. But if you're if you have to put money on it because because you, you're addicted to it, give me the Broncos with the points at home, and I guess take the under if I'm going to go with the Broncos and the points, but I, I do got the Ravens to win this one. I mean, it's for two good teams. It's a low over under. I'm seeing 44 and a half up to 45 and a half. If, if the line drops and you can get it like 42 and a half, I would take the over for sure. But again, I, I don't like this game. I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't be surprised to see like a 28, 24 finish in favor of the Ravens. I wouldn't be surprised to see like a 30, 24 finish in favor of the Ravens. So, I mean, that's that's why Vegas makes this so hard. For you, sure. You, yeah, because I agree with you, Vegas. You're right where you it, you think it should be, and I'm in on that. Uh, the Cardinals are going to the Rams. The Rams are favored, are favored by four at home. But before we get to that pick, because I know we're going to be at the break in a second, friend of the show, Lenny, is joining us, and I always try to sneak him in with a couple minutes to spare. Welcome, Lenny, to the program. How are you doing? Well, I'm going to go with all the teams you just mentioned. I'm in a four-team parlay. New okay. Orleans, t- give the points, beat the Giants, take the over. Denver's preseason, three-game warm-up just ended. Baltimore beats them. I'll take them. If they're, if they're the underdog, I'll get paid down and give up the points. Smart. Take Baltimore. Arizona at the Rams, I'll take the Rams, give the four and a half. And what was the other game you were talking about? You mentioned the fourth game. Well, we did a whole other segment before this one. Uh, we, the four, the four the just now before I called. I, I really like da- I like Dallas minus four and a half. Lenny, what do you think about that one? Who are they playing again? Carolina? Carolina. Yeah, I mean, as much as Sam Darnold is doing good, because now he left uh, the hellhole called New York, uh, Dallas's defense will step up. And I got Micah Parsons on a parlay bet getting a sack and a half. Ooh. And then uh, the Giants are the Giants. And then Monday night, take the Chargers, give the points. High-scoring game, Chargers 34, Raiders 28. Lenny, I'll give you my pick of the week right now. I think Tom Brady has a blood feud with Bill Belichick, and he's too calculated to say anything in public so i agree with you on that in fact i would give the points i'd even pay up on the points that's exactly what i was going to say i would like to pay up and and i would give tampa bay and 10 and see them win 35 to 7 or 42 to 7 yeah gronkowski with two touchdowns brady rubs it in 
with four or five TD passes. Oh, unless there unless there's a miracle, it looks like Gronk is out. Yeah. Did not okay, so if Gronk is out, then watch Antonio Bur- uh, Brown do some speed burning because he's back. I think O.J. Howard can make an impact at the tight end if Gronkowski is out. No, Howard and Howard is good. Yeah, Howard and Bray, both Tampa of their tight ends. They lost to a better team with the Rams because they couldn't stop Aaron Donald. No but one if can. If you're a Tampa Bay fan, uh, isn't it better to lose during the regular season than the playoffs? Sure. Lenny, I mean, I you're always going to run into a juggernaut somewhere in the season, and the Rams are for real. And now they got a good quarterback. If if Stafford would have been on his on a better team his whole career, he would have been probably close to now 55,000 yards and multiple playoff wins. But he played in Detroit. Who did he throw to? Cowboys. You guys probably could have caught more passes than what his team was. Well, yeah. to be fair. To be fair. Oh. I mean, I can go up and bring one down if I have to. Um, Lenny, but, I mean, but who did he really throw to compared to what he has now in the, with the Rams? Everyone that's did not Calvin Johnson? Did he ever have a yeah. Cooper Cup or anyone like that? No, he only had Calvin Johnson, which was a pretty yeah, nice. He didn't have Calvin Johnson briefly and, and Golden Tate. Yeah, Golden Tate's early. average. He made Golden Tate look good. Early in his career, right. he was throwing guys like Charles Johnson and Mike Fury, and it's not like he had any real options to the outside. Roy Williams was there for a minute doing nothing. But if Stafford wins the Super Bowl this year or next year, he goes into the Hall of Fame when you look at his stats. 100%. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If he gets one, he's in the Hall of Fame. And he gets, other, he gets yeah. extra games. He's now. got like he's three good years and three prime years left in him, right? And then he's still going to be good after that. He's only 34, so if he does the Brady model and stays healthy and upright and isn't being sacked nine times a game and knocked down 18 like other teams have, he can play a good, another four or five years. Lenny, before we cut you loose, I want to hit you with this one because I know you're just the biggest NFL fan that listens to the program. Uh the Gronkowski sitting out on Friday, does that feel Bill Belichick into you from Tampa Bay? Yes. Like they know yes. it does. They're, they're doing the same thing, and then they'll stay sitting out, and two hours before the game when the final tally has to come out, lo and behold, Gronkowski is available. Because if Gronkowski, for one thing, you only play the opposing teams from the other conferences every four years. So this is the only time that they're going to get to play New England for the next uh, eight years after that. He's not going to sit this game out unless he's in a full body cast. He's right. Well, he's right. I think you're right. But he's traveling he with wa- the team. They want to rub it in Belichick's face so bad, but will not say it. It'll say it on the score. I agree. I, I like go. I like buying points. It's my favorite pick of the week. Tampa Bay oh, points is great. minus ten and a half, and if you're ballsy, go all the way up to twelve and a half. I would give twelve and a half because I see them winning in a whitewash. Sure, we'll break that one down in its entirety when we get back from the break. Lenny, thank you so very much. Mm-hmm. David Buskers presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinot Coffee. It's our sober October. Evolve strong. We're playing so as soon as they're back. But he had to step away for a second. That's all right. Were you you getting Ryan? Is that what you were doing? Uh, no, he should be here any second. Oh, okay. So, we were doing picks, and I think we got all the way up to the Cardinals at the Rams, and we didn't break it down yet. Rams favored by four at home. What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't bet on this one. Uh, I'm skipping this one. Um, but if I were to, I would have to take the Rams and the over. 
I think it's going to be a shootout. The Rams' defense is very good, but Kyler Murray is just a world beater, and he makes plays. You can't keep him contained. I, I mean, I wouldn't bet on this game. I'm not going to bet on this game, but if I had to, I'd take the Rams minus 4.5, and, and then the over 54.5. I mean, that's a, that's a big number, but they're two really prolific offenses. Yeah, I'm staying away from this one. Um, I'm I'm taking the same pick that you're taking, Rams at home with the points and take the over. But I'm real confident in it. Are you now? Yeah, I I think that this Arizona team is going to be figured out pretty quick. Uh, the quarterback is special. I think Murray can do some stuff. And although he's a world of talent, I don't think he does anything that's surprising or unique enough talking about DeAndre Hopkins to where you can't scheme against him. And I think the Rams will do that. So if you want to get real fun, I take Hopkins on the under on receiving yards because I think he's going to be shut down this week. Yeah. I mean, if he has Jalen Ramsey, you got to, you got to take the under because if Ramsey is matched up one-on-one on Hopkins, no one, hits the over on Ramsey. So that's a really good bet. Seahawks at 49ers, and we got from the texture, bet the house on this one for the Hawks. Yeah, a friend of the show, friend in real life, Andrew, a regular contributor to the program, is very confident on Seattle plus two and a half on the road. And I couldn't disagree anymore. San Francisco is not going to lose two home games in a row. This is another game I'm not betting on, but I'm fairly confident. You know, I got San Francisco in both my pick'em leagues, and two and a half, I mean, at home, and they just lost a super close one to a team that I think is superior to Seattle. I don't see San Francisco losing this, so I would do San Francisco minus two and a half at home. Oh, gosh, I think you're wrong. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I think I think I take Seattle and I think I take the points. Um and I think I take the over. Now, if the 49ers do win, it'll be by a field goal and and that's cuz they're I don't think they're built in a way to to really put people away. I don't think the quarterback knows how to do it. I don't think the skill position guys have that kill mentality that you want. So, so I think it's Seattle. Okay, I, I, we we we're pretty split today. So I'd like I can't wait to see the results. We're usually pretty close to being in unison here on our picks, but mm, we're hedging. My <clears throat> yeah, for uh, sure. St- Steelers at Packers, and uh, I mean, in the simplest way, Packers at home take the over. They're going to win big. I know they're favored by six and a half. I just think the Steelers team is garbage. Um, the Steelers aren't as bad as they've been playing, but they're not as good as the 11 and 0 Steelers from last year. I also think this is a very easy bet. It's a very low over under 45 and a half for a prolific Green Bay offense. Green Bay is going to get 30, 35 on their own. So all Pittsburgh has to do is just contribute to hit that very low 45 and a half. I really like Green Bay minus six and a half and uh, 45 and a half over. If they win by only 10, I'm going to say that's disappointing for Green Bay. Yes, correct. Las Vegas goes to San Diego, and you say you're real sure about this one. 
Um, uh, no, I am not. And it's the, they're going to Los Angeles. They haven't gone to San Diego in quite some time. My mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is another one I'm not betting on. Uh, I don't. I still. They're three and zero, but I still don't know how good Las Vegas is. They've beat three really good teams, so that would say like, hey, they are legit. Bet Vegas, but I think the Chargers. They just beat the Chiefs. They got a lot of turnover help, but they just beat the Chiefs. I think the Chargers are a very skilled team, offense and defense. I'm not betting on this one, but I like the Chargers minus three in a very close game. But I'm rooting for the Raiders. You know I'm a Raiders homer. Raiders are my second favorite team. Go silver and black and come to Bourbon and Boots and come see the boys on Monday as we will be hosting the Raider Den for Monday Night Football at Bourbon and Boots. And let's cheer on the silver and black and upset them Chargers. I'll take the Raiders on the road. Um, I don't think Los Angeles is going to be able to really put up much of a battle. I do, I do like the quarterback, but I think Gruden and Carr are in a groove. Uh, they're going to continue on to be undefeated, and I think they will cover the three. Uh, also take the over. Why not? I want to shoot out. Uh, and you'll notice I skipped one, Van, because this is arguably – the greatest regular season football game in the history of all competition, a Super Bowl of sorts that comes in week four. The Buccaneers go to New England where Tom Brady will avenge all of his success, question mark, against the Patriots. Uh, or excuse me, Buccaneers favored by seven on the road. What are you doing with this one, Van? I'm betting the house on Tampa okay. Bay. I am buying points. I will buy up to ten and a half, and I'm going to buy up to ten and a half, and I'm betting the over. Tom Brady is going to light it up. Not only is this a rivalry game, not only is this his first time back in Foxborough since since he left the Patriots, he's going to become the all time passing yards leader during this game in his old home. He's going to do everything in his power to demolish the Patriots and put on a show for his old fans. Bet the house. Bet the house. CJ Chavez of Evolve Strong joins us after the break. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. 15 short minutes from Ryan Tamari joining us in studio. But currently, we're joined by CJ Chavez the owner of Evolve Strong. You can contact Evolve Strong at 505-872-3408 or obviously email if that's your preferred form, info at EvolveStrong.com. They have started their eight-week challenge today. It's the fall flight. Uh, what's going on over there at the club? CJ, and welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate that a lot. Yeah, we started our eight-week flight challenge this week. Uh, with Dontrell Johnson, he is a uh, former NFL player and a two-time CIF champion. We have a whole bunch of uh, pro athletes that work with us because I nurse them back from injury, and we become really good friends. And you know, who else better to be trained by than pros themselves, right? You forgot Absolutely. to mention just how like funny and personable and approachable and and handsome he is. He is a <laughs> tremendous individual. Yeah, but nothing near the, the, the magnitude that I bring to the table either, sir, you know? Oh, my gosh. Okay. You know, the, the, the modesty over here is, is very, very low. That's, 
Classic. CJ, you're like a guy who like finds an injured bird in his yard, and then now he'll never leave your tree. Is 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 that what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. So no, these, we're just a group of just a hodgepodge, different colors, sizes, all different kinds over here. And we just, you know, we love what we do. We love helping people. And, you know, it, it, it's it, birds of a feather really do flock together. And every one of my trainers has, um, you know, an attitude of, of, of wanting to help others. And that, that's why we've become so successful. And that's why we're thriving, you know, during these times. You know, CJ, speaking of classes, you guys have a wide range of what you provide you have like professional sports training you know personal training hot classes cold classes tell the listener about what all you guys provide you know so our our baseline mission is to inspire others to better themselves mentally physically and emotionally and we use fitness as our tool Um, We still have, even during the COVID um, closures, 80-plus classes a week, and we've never stopped that. We actually had some of the most robust class schedules uh, during the entire process because what we did is we made everything virtual as well. So we have three Zoom rooms where individuals can Zoom in from anywhere in the world, and we have a world-class fitness app that we record all of our classes and we allow our members to play them back. But you're right. You know, we adjust accordingly but now we now that we're open again you know we we are you know covid safe and all that good stuff but you know we do have like like you said anywhere from hot yoga to um traditional strength and conditioning classes all the way down to pilates core classes um you know it it, and it's for for everybody anybody who wants to be part of a community that that betters themselves that's what we do the thing i always try to bring up when i talk about evolve strong is the sense of fellowship and you were just, for instance, talking about working with, like, professional-level athletes and, like, Dontrell Johnson. You know, I think for a lot of individuals, it's there might be an intimidation factor or there might be a I'm not on that level or I'm not on that caliber and I have these reservations. Can you talk about just, like, the core there? Can you talk about the atmosphere? Can you talk about my favorite word, fellowship? Yeah, so, you know, when our, it's, it's kind of funny you say that because our, our logo is the phoenix. And meaning the the mythical creature that rises from the ashes. So no matter where you're at, um, fitness-wise, if you have the will to just show up, we'll show you the way to get fit. And you know, my before you know my 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 background is training, but you know where I really focused in on was female weight loss. That really was my. I mean, where where it was because we didn't have professional athletes in Albuquerque, you know, even more than like five to ten years ago, right? We had the Dukes, um, but now you know that we're getting these pros in. That that's where you know my training is, and that's where we've where we are my my coaches come from. But on the other hand, we do have what we call Rise of the Phoenix, which you know we take individuals who need to lose hundreds of pounds, and and over weeks we get them to a point where you know they're moving again. So. It's not just about pro athletes, and and when you come in here, like I just said, there we are all sizes, shapes, colors, difference, and it's kind of like that Star Wars band when when you, and we're not homogeneous at all. We're from all different planets and sizes, so it's it's really cool. You know, we, we have individuals that come in that, that you know, have barely walked, you know, in years that need that have been told by the doctor that if they don't get moving, you know, they're going to die within five years. And so, you know, those kind of changes are, are really close to my heart because I do take 
females that are 250, 300 pounds, and then over a year, now they're you know running outside with Dontrell now at 150 pounds, whether they be male or female. Male clients tend to be those that are type A personalities that really need to have some structure, that need to get that you know that good blood flow going. You know, we, we, it's all different shapes and sizes here. Well, you heard it first here, Van. C.J. Chavez says he can get Jabba the Hutt in shape. <laughs> that is a different color, shape, and size, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. C.J., you mentioned your um, fitness app. Uh, I really enjoyed using the app during the beginning of COVID. I am not so worried now that I'm double vaccinated and, you know, I'm okay with mask mandates, et cetera, et cetera. I'm very comfortable at Evolve working out at the classes and with your trainers. But for the person who may not be able to attend a class or a person who still uh, still has reservations about going to public classes during COVID, talk about your app and what they have access to. Yeah, um, you know, we really push the envelope now with virtual our virtual capabilities and you know I'm, I'm here to support you know the sober october with you guys i'm here to you know be a resource to individuals but i'm also here to share a message that you know th- there should be no more excuses any longer we, we need to begin to move again we need to stop using covid as an excuse for not moving and for being afraid especially now that we have you know these applications even I, I hate to admit this, you don't need a gym to be fit or to move. And with our fitness applications, we even actually have free one-hour workouts pretty much three times a week on our Facebook and social media pages. If you just look it up, if you just have the will to move, we, we got it. But, again, if you want to be directed, and we have all kinds of dings and bells and all kinds of whistles, and you have direct messaging access via our fitness application. So we pre-record our workouts, whether it be Pilates, core, you can find all different kinds of stuff. But, like, the 80 classes that we have, we pre-record them, and then we put them back on our fitness app. So you have them at your fingertips from anywhere in the world. And we do now, which is kind of we – um, we get 1 million hits on our Google sites um, a month now. And, you know, we have 50,000 followers on our Facebook page. And so, you know, we, we, we were able to really successfully go there. And, and I, I attribute that to our trainers. We have the best trainers in the world. Like, we can never do this without. And so – You know, again, it's not just professional athletes. These guys epitomize athleticism, and that's what you want to aspire to. So that's why they teach you. But we also have, you know, doctors of physical therapy that are here, PTAs, um, anything that you need, nutritionists that are actually teaching classes as well, real humans. Um, But, again, you have that at your fingertips now um, from anywhere in the world, and you have it at on the app, on our on our deal. So, again, there's no excuses any longer. And, you know, I'm pretty strong and forward when it comes to that. I don't pull any punches. But I just see a lot of individuals who are still, you know, sitting on the couch and not, just using the excuse of COVID not to move. And, again, you know, just two 15 minutes a day. Go, go for a 15-minute walk after lunch. Take your husband or your wife out for a walk, you know, after dinner. You know, just start moving. That's all you need to do. The, and I don't want to say their name because I didn't talk about them beforehand, but the uh, instructor you have over there that I worked with the most the last time I was active at Evolve, um, and this is kind of the connection I want to stress to the fans. When I contracted COVID-19 last fall, instructors at Evolve Strong reached out to me and wished me the best and checked on my health, and that meant a world to me. 
because I had only been part of Evolve, I think, for maybe 60 days before that. And to just see, like, the impact that comes in, like, the personal investment and, like, how much caring was in the building, um, it was something I was really proud to be a part of. So I just wanted to throw that out there, that there's an absolute strong connection to not just being there, but the individuals want to have you there alongside them. Yeah, you know, I've, I've always stressed that, you know, you can go pay $10 a month of equipment, whereas here, you know, we're a gym of people. We're, we're, we're a fitness and wellness community. And, you know, I, I, it, we're not, you know, we're not a cult, but it, it, we are a group of individuals of like-minded people that want to better ourselves every day. And again, we use movement and nutrition as, as our, as our goal. CJ, can you talk a little bit about your diabetes prevention programming and then like your, your nutritional meal plan planning and some of the personal training? Yeah, man. So, um, you know, part of it, we have what we call the Phoenix Method here. And it's five points, and, you know, it's refined. And like I told you, our, the Phoenix, not Phoenix, Arizona, the Phoenix, you know, the mythical creature that rises from the ashes and soars. You know, we, the, everything revolves around these five points. And number one is movement. Um, and, again, it's not about running a marathon. It's about getting up and walking. Like I said, two 15-minute increments a day, as, as simple as that. Secondly, um, we we don't necessarily unless 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 it is the diabetes prevention program that that's a little more specialized where we have to really um, look at sugar and carbohydrate intakes. But for the most part, uh, what we do is we become accountable to our food. Meaning, we use um, nutrition logging, and everybody is their body type is different. So when you try to prescribe a diet to someone, what are the first three letters of diet? Die, right? It, it, unless you're going to use a milkshake every single day for the rest of your life or unless you're going to only eat meat for the rest of your life, that's not real. What we try to do is become very healthy with food, but we, we, we become accountable to the food. So we use what we call you know, fitness lo- um, nutrition logging, and we use MyFitnessPal. It's a free app. And what we do as trainers is we start holding those individuals accountable to what they're eating because a lot of us, we don't even know what we're putting into our mouth. We just sit here. We go by a desk. We get a Snickers bar. You know, we're going home. We don't realize we're eating grande macchiato latte from with caramel in it that has over 3,000 calories. You know, we never, we never hold ourselves accountable. So what we do is we become real with food. We monitor what we do by holding ourselves accountable by logging, and then we make those steps with you know macronutrients, right? But that's down the road. And then what we do with the third step. You know, we said movement, nutrition, and the third one is holding ourselves accountable. So we meeting with a trainer or with, with a coach, whether it be a nutrition coach, diabetes coach, at least once a week so that we can come up with a plan of action, measure our results. And then the fourth um, uh, wheel is um, habit. And we try to hit different habits every single week, whether it be sleep, stress reduction, water intake, stuff that just, you know, makes a difference. And then the fifth element of the Phoenix Method is communities. So, you know, trying to do this on your own, there is so much YouTube and Internet access out there. You could you could find the information you need. But what really makes the special sauce here at Evolve is the community. And so, again, if we're all trying to do this together and we support each other and pull each other up and slap each other when we need it, you know, that's the beauty of the Phoenix Method. And that's, that's where we go with the diabetes or the personal training. It all encompasses those five points. 
CJ Chavez, the owner of Evolve Strong, will be checking in with he weekly, not just on the weekend program, but the weekday program as well, or a representative of the club itself throughout the entirety of October as you or as your boys venture down a sober October path and hope to see some significant physical health gains. CJ, thank you so much for your time. Of course, guys. And, hey, just an open invite. If you guys just need any kind of resources or anything like that, you know, I'm CJ at EvolveStrong.com. I'm, I always give free evals, free advice. I mean, that's what I do. So if you guys are out there and you need just an ear or you just need something, use me. I'm here for the month of October. I'm always here anyways, but I'm supporting you guys for this, all right? Love that and love you, brother. Appreciate yeah, you, CJ. You Thank you guys for having me. Have a good day. Grab a break, and we'll unpack that one with Ryan tomorrow when we get back. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. It's Sober October with Evolve Strong. Ooh, I'm proud of that. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Special guest live in studio, Ryan Tamari, friend of the show. Ryan, welcome. Thank you, guys. How are you doing today? I feel good. Ryan, when's the last time you worked out, and why aren't you working out at Evolve Strong with us and dedicating your October to being sober like your boys? That's uh, a very good question. <laughs> um, I am probably about the laziest person on the face of the planet, <laughs> and I'm probably the most disproportioned, <laughs> fat, skinny guy you've ever met. Um, I tried starting walking, and I actually did a cleanse. I have not had an alcoholic beverage in about 29 days. So oh, maybe sweet. I'll, maybe I'll just continue with you guys through October. Well, I tell wow. you what, I know a guy. I know a guy over at Evolve Strong, and I think we could get you in. Yeah, I would like to, to, to look lean. Well, I tell you what, here's what we'll do. You leave the car at home, and I will come and pick you up before we go every time, and then there's no way for you to say no because of peer pressure. Because of the implication. It's like, it's like the uh, reverse peer pressure of doing certain things. You're going to peer pressure me into joining the gym or going to the <laughs> yeah. gym. Yeah, I'll do that. This is the good kind of peer pressure yeah, that good, you're not used to yeah, whatsoever. No, it's not the peer pressure I was used to like 10 years ago, you know, in college and high school. No, whenever I appreciate hear, that. Whenever you hear a guy like CJ come on and talk about Evolve Strong and like how it impacts people, does that fire you up a little bit? Or like how does that work for you like mentally? Are you like, you're like, oh, my God, like even guys <laughs> that are as awful as Fred and Van can get into shape. Does that, <laughs> does that kick anything in for you? For, you know, my, my mentality is that I, I wish I had – that drive that certain people do to look good because I don't have it. Uh, I think for like 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, I can do that. And then I find myself eating like McDonald's or Blake's. And I, I was trying to also eat healthy in the, the month of September and it lasted about a week and I was starving one day. And then it turned into back-to-back -back days of a double cheeseburger or green chili <laughs> cheeseburger from Blake's. At least it's Blake's. I mean, they use like real meat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm not a big fan of McDonald's. I just yeah. threw it out there because it's you know it's whack Arnold's. I haven't done fast food in over a decade. That's impressive. Probably since my early 20s. Wow. Like kidding? if I'm out of town on like a road trip, I'll do like a Subway salad or like a Subway spinach wrap or something like that. What I don't. If you're I don't on do a road trip. What do you do? Were you eating three cold cut combos a day <laughs> to help <laughs> you keep you strong? Because <laughs> I used to have to drive around a lot for work, and then you know Albuquerque's got just tons and tons and tons of healthy delicious options you can go almost any neighborhood in town to get something healthy and delicious but i'd be traveling to like small town new mexico and i'm like all right another subway day here we go i, I, just applaud, get a I applaud you for that because there were many years when my diet was 
I jokingly said Bud Light and Taco Bell. That was my diet. Oh, sure. Yeah. My early 20s is exactly that. Yeah. Sounds good. I don't think I've ever been hungry enough to eat Taco Bell. And I grew up here. <laughs> and I love New Mexican food, but if you have a cheesy gordita crunch, it'll change your life. It does. If you're, new to the, if you're new to the program <laughs> and you're in town just for the balloon fiesta, Ryan Tamari is a, for a long time a contributor in the sports world and then got out and got in the memorabilia world. He currently works at all on autographs, and he's on the program today to tell us about NFTs and what they are and why I should own them all. Oh Ryan, my, what's an NFT? Oh, my you God. You are, you are throwing me a curveball <laughs> because I don't know. I'm like, I don't either. I don't, it, I, I don't understand it at all. You can buy, like, a picture online. I don't know. I am going to sound like a complete dimwit here, I guess. Like, I don't know. It's like when I was a kid and my dad would be like, because obviously I collected baseball cards and football cards and basketball cards. Like I know Van is an avid collector. And my dad would be like, it's just cardboard. Who cares? And, like, that's how I feel about NFTs. Like, they're just internet cardboard. What it, is NFT? It is, it is, uh, it is, to me, it is on the same playing field as, uh, like, Bitcoin and all of that. I, yeah, I, it, it goes it, over my head. It does have to do with the blockchain. So NFT is non-fungible token. Correct. And so someone will create a unique picture or GIF or meme or work of art, and it's tied into the blockchain so you know 100% there's only one of them. So it, it has value because of its scarcity, and it's tied into blockchain. So, for example, say somebody, I don't know, Tiger Woods, who has the rights to his image and likeness, says, here's a picture of the first time I held a golf club. And you encrypt that picture into the blockchain, and it's a one-of-one one NFT, and then you could sell it. And then the market determines its value. That's what an NFT is. That was my but understanding of it. how do I sell it? it? And you just Man, explained like it. Like a Man, like an auction. There's like there's markets for it. There's there's auctions for it. But can I put it in like a sleeve and like put it on display? I can't. Right? No, it's digital. Yeah, it's digital. You can you could print it out, and you're the only one that can legally print it out. So you you're the only one that could either disperse it at your own will. You could print it out. You can watch it whenever you want, or you could like share it. You could put it into the public domain. But it's very weird, and it's kind of like the future of ownership of media. You know how but you not say, just like, media, like everything. Right? Yeah, literally everything. Pictures, jokes, memes, tweets. Like, you know how you say you learn something new every day. I learned something new. Every, I learned something new today. It's Thank weird. You. It's weird, and it's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, it is. I so my most prized possession is an autographed 1946, the year that he returned to the Cardinals, Stan Musial jersey, and it hangs in my home. Right. That to me, I can be like that thing has value. I, I can identify it, and if I were to hand you that thing, you would hand me a monetary amount, then that would be done. And you're saying it's the same with NFTs. Yeah, it's the um, it has perceived value, just like the baseball cards. Right. Randall, your father, says it's just a piece of cardboard. I get that. But to you, it's a Bob Gibson rookie card, and it's worth $1,267 or whatever. It's the same thing with these NFTs. It's the same thing with Dogecoin. I know you you made a killing on Dogecoin. I did all right. In the rise right. of Dogecoin. It's the same thing as cryptocurrency. It only has value if it has perceived value to the person that owns it. Well, I'm on Team China then because I don't think it's real. It's outlawed. All 
just the paper money that has no real value either. Ryan, we talked about the Lobos before you came on the program today, and we gave our picks. What do you think is going to happen today for the boys against the Falcons? Air Force minus 12. I think it's going to be like that. It's going to be bad. Uh, I know that Air Force has the number one, if you guys touched on it, sorry to sound like a broken record, Air Force has uh, the nation's number one leading rushing attack at 357.2 yards per game. Uh, UNM is the 22nd ranked defense against the run. There's a little hope there, but they played Houston Baptist and New Mexico State. and I don't know if you really count Texas A&M. Uh, and last week, that abysmal game down in El Paso, it was painful to watch. It was like watching paint dry. Um, I don't know. That's that's promising. I mean, sometimes numbers don't lie, but I think the fa- my faith in this team this season, um, what I saw against UTEP and the the whole six wide receivers out with COVID, and I know that the Albuquerque Journal was reporting this morning that they don't know if they're playing. Um, it seems like UNM football can't catch a break. I, if I was a gambling man, which I am not today, um, watch trying to get healthier and watching the bank account. Um, I am, I would take, I would take air force minus 12 is the last line I saw. That's, that's not too much for me. I th- I think the, the Lobos are a couple big plays away from having an upset. There's a reason Vegas is right. Vegas has big, bright, shiny buildings for a reason because they're always right. And there's a reason air force is 11 and a half point favorites, but I don't think it's too far fetched to say Terry Wilson can't have a couple big plays and the Lobos have an upset at home. Is it likely? I don't think so. But more importantly, I think the team and the program needs to keep building. Because you're not just... Here at ABQ Central, we adore Coach Gonzalez. Coach G is a great person and a great interview, and he's great for Albuquerque. And we have faith in him that he's going to build a program. I, and, and Lobo fan, be patient. We're not just going to immediately upset every team we play because we got a new coach. I, I agree with you there. Uh, I have to take a step back against somebody who covered the program during some dismal two years um, during the Mike Loxley era. You, you, you took word you know you've said exactly what i was thinking i have faith in danny gonzalez and you've heard that word and he's come on this station he's come on your show the word build the word change i like it and yeah he's a well-spoken coach and i like his enthusiasm for the for the state the school yeah it's 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 like no other you boys are going to take it home as i need to exit the program early today so i can get down for homecoming weekend and call the big football game for Highlands today. So I'm going to go down to Sanchez Family Stadium as Chadron State is here, and I'm going to bring you all that action live on the RMAC and New Mexico Sports Network starting at noon. Uh, you boys know where you're going to co- uh, cover the rest of the show? Or are you going to figure it out? Sure do. I love that. I am out. Van and Ryan will return. And then I will see all the friends of the show Monday at Bourbon and Boots as we're broadcasting live from 4 to the start of the Raiders game. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We're celebrating Sober October with Evolve Strong. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. Good job, everyone. GG 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the 
Sports Animal. And the program in question is Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central. We're live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. When we play, we play on Team I-9. And it is sober October. And we are partnered with Evolve Strong. Trying to get as fit as possible this month. So if you want to join the boys, go to Evolve, and that's E-V-O-L-V, EvolveStrong.com. Sign up for some classes. Go on their website. Go on their social media. They're helpers. They want to help you be healthier. And whether you pay for a membership or you just want to dip your toe in, go online, see what they're about. They have free classes to show you what they're all about. So we're going to be doing a lot of sweating down at Evolve Strong this month for Sober October. I think we're going to get a like a body fat, like weight, body fat, whole thing, see how much progress we actually make. Like uh, you said earlier, like I'm skinny fat. I'm skinny fat. Yeah, like I know my my body fat percentage is way higher than it looks because like I'm long and lean and skinny, but it's just doughy here in the middle, Vital. Like I'm trying to be, I'm trying to help myself here, and you just handed me a chocolate chip <laughs> brownie. Well, Ryan kept talking about the IC food diet. Whatever I see, I like. I'll eat. Uh, <laughs> that's that's my world, as you can tell. What I offered you. I'm not the biggest sweet guy. Love cheesecake, but that took a bite of that brownie, and I was like, "Oh, it was in heaven." It's magical. I've had one before. Thanks for sharing, Vital. Appreciate it. Ryan Tamari joins us for the last half hour. Here, we're going to talk a little bit of football. Tampa Tommy <laughs> going back home. There's been a lot in the news about Brady and Belichick and Robert Kraft, and none of it has came from Brady or Belichick or Robert Kraft. There's a lot of books coming out. There's a lot of people who are in all of their universes who've said everything from Belichick didn't treat Brady like an adult. Tom Brady felt disrespected and wanted to leave. Robert Kraft said Bill Belichick's an A.H. He's an Astro Houston. He's... <laughs> the worst the worst person he knows and only be, the only reason that he kept the job is because he's such a excellent coach. Belichick, there's rumors Belichick thought he could have done it without Brady, was eager to get rid of Brady, ten years wanted ago. to move on ten years ago, wanted to Matt Castle to be the quarterback, wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to be the quarterback. None of this has came from the actual sources. None of this has came from the mouths of Brady, Belichick, or Kraft. That book says unnamed sources, unnamed sources, and that gets to me. Yeah, Put for your sure. Name on it. Like yeah. Kermit Edwards said, put your name on it. I mean, you're not – I mean, if you, like, want to expose something horrible that the government did, okay, unnamed source, all right? If if you catch the mayor, like, stealing from the transportation account or something, unnamed source is fine. But this is, like, beef in between football players. Who cares? Who cares if your name comes out? I don't care. I wouldn't care. I think it's fascinating. I, I trying to better myself. We're talking about that. I was trying to read more. I really want to read this book. Uh, it's better to be feared. And it's by an ESPN, by ESPN senior writer Seth Wickersham. I've never heard of him, but he's a senior writer. Cool name. Um, not playing host to the radio station, but I I do go to CBSSports.com more. Um, just personal choice. Uh, I'm excited to read this book, and I think that 
it's telling that Belichick might have a massive ego. I mean, if it already wasn't said, but uh, the things, the, the few things I've heard this week about this book, um, I, I you, you have to win the games with players. I mean, Belichick can't get go out there and win the game. And Brady won a hundred million games for for them in New England and for Belichick. I don't. I don't understand that why he would want to would have wanted to get rid of him, especially in his you you say ten years ago he's piggybacking off of uh, an MVP season in 2010 where I think he only threw two interceptions. Three four years before that you had them go 18 and one. I don't understand that. Yeah, and you mentioned the egos involved, and here's the thing: most like wildly successful people, you have to have a little ego. You have to have a chip on your shoulder because that keeps you hungry. That keeps you working hard. That, that keeps that honor. That keeps that avoidance of embarrassment, avoidance of failure. So you got to have a little ego. And it's pretty agreed upon. I mean, you can make a case for Lombardi. You can make a case for Bill Walsh. But Bill Belichick's the greatest football coach of all time. And he's done more with less. He had Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, I mean, there was an argument for years and years and years. Who keeps the Patriots afloat? Is it Belichick? Is it Brady? And, you know, I always would try to be reasonable. It's a combination of both, you know. Agreed. But it kind of showed last year that Brady went to a brand new team with a new coach, with a new system, and besides Gronk, a whole new locker room of different players, and won the ship, got another friggin' ring his first year. I think that that Tampa Bay team was sort of built for that kind of run, and they needed a quarterback, and then they got yeah. one Tom Brady, which, I don't know, accelerated the, the process. Um, I, I think they're – I don't care that they lost to L.A. last week. They, they are still the favorites. And I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the L.A. Ram Matthew Stafford bandwagon. Um, I'm on that train. I think they are great. I, I wouldn't be shocked if either one came in out of the NFC. Um, yeah, I, I think that Bel- it's just not the Belichick head coaching tenure in New England. I, I'm a New York Giants fan. Granted, I wasn't born. He was there in 79 or 88, 81 under Bill Parcells. He built a fantastic defense in the Giants, you know, led by Lawrence Taylor. I can name all those team players, Harry Carson, you know, um, Carl Banks, Jim Burt. Um, Carl Banks is underrated. Yes, Carl Banks is underrated. Yeah. Um, and he's responsible for probably one of the greatest defensive schemes and I'm being a little bit homer here, I'm sorry, but he's probably responsible for one of the greatest schemes, defensive schemes or game plans in NFL history going up against the Buffalo Bills in, in Super Bowl twenty five in the 1999 season. That was Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid, that power machine that they went no huddle under Marv Levy. They were unstoppable, and they had blown out the, the Raiders in the AFC title game a week or two before, like 50 to nothing, and the Giants went in there and held them to 19 points. You know, I, I applaud it. Um, but what I thought what he did in New England and orchestrating, regardless that they lost that Super Bowl, orchestrating that team that just killed people, I, I he's, t- to me, and again, my age may be playing a factor being in my mid-30s, but he's the greatest, greatest coach I've seen, head coach in the NFL. Looking forward to Sunday night. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier on the show, but I'll softball it into you. The skill players on the Buccaneers I think every single position on the field is better than the Patriots can Belichick create a scheme 
can he out-coach the different and skill level? Do the Patriots even have a chance? Because I think Tampa Bay is going to blow them away. I think Tampa is going to blow them out. And I was thinking about this, that I don't know the line. I think it's seven and a half or eight. It's seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, when, especially when Brady was there, at least you knew the the role players. You know, everybody knew Edelman. You knew, like, Chris Hogan. You knew Dion Branch. You knew David Patton. You knew the, you knew the role players over the course of the 20 years. I was thinking about it just now as you were talking. I can't name, other than James White, I can't name like a skilled player on the New England Patriots offense. I, I, I and I'm usually I'm good about those things, I, and I couldn't think it. I, I couldn't think of one. And and James White's hurt. He's, yeah, he's yeah, gone. He's out now. Me. He's gone. He's I, I can name all their skill players just because I'm a fantasy football dork. Yeah, but I get your point. Like they're they're completely outmatched. And I was saying earlier that. My bet of the week is to bet on Tampa Bay and buy more points. Buy the spread up to 10.5 because not only do you have the Brady, Belichick, Kraft beef and that motivator, this game, Tom Brady is going to set the all-time yardage record. He only needs 60-something yards to pass Drew Brees. That'll be probably in the first he, quarter, first half. First quarter, maybe the first play. Yeah, you never yeah. know. With <laughs> Just a, a bomb to Chris Godwin. Um but he's got that motivator too. So he doesn't want to go like 11 for 20 for 137 yards and break the record. He wants to put up 400 yards and five touchdowns. So he's going to step on the gas and not let up. I think it's just going to be an absolute demolish by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his homecoming. And you know what nobody's talking about? Or no, what no, what who nobody is talking about? I feel bad for Mac Jones. Mm. I think Mac Jones is going to have a pretty darn good NFL career. Agreed. I think being under Saban and I thought it when they when New England drafted him it was almost Tom Brady 2.0 and nobody's talking about him and for his his confidence and his career going forward this is a game that he could probably build confidence on and if he has a great game and they go toe for toe with each other which as Americans, we would, you know, as a country, we would like to see. Um, it's a, I think it's a big game for him in his early career. Yeah, is is he going to hear the footsteps all game? Is he going to have stars in his eyes, watching, looking at Tom Brady across the field on the other sideline? Is the mystique of Tom Brady, you know, coming back to Foxborough, is that going to get into his head, or can he play a solid game and keep his team into it? I agree with you. He's gonna, he's a perfect fit for the Patriots. I think he's going to have a solid career. I don't think he's a world beater. I don't think he's a Manning, Rodgers, Mahomes echelon of player, but I think he's very good. I think he's going to do some good things for the Patriots. More sports talk with Ryan Tamari when we get back. You're listening to ABQ Central on 99, excuse me, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I'm going to let this bleed for a little bit. DJ Vital dropping that hotness. I'm feeling it. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central. We are live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. And when we play, we play on Team I-9. Van and Fred, that you know as the founding fathers here at ABQ Central, will be doing Sober October with Evolve Fitness. We are getting our sweat on. We are getting our swole on. Come and join us. There's deals out the wazoo for Sober October. 
Mention Talk ABQ or ABQ Central or Van or Fred or Vital or Ryan Tamari or just mention anybody really when you go down to Evolve Fitness and uh, get a new membership or try out a class. There's free personal training sessions right now. So you get that one-on-one attention you deserve. They will do a health and nutrition analysis and they will set you up for success. It's an absolutely wonderful place filled with wonderful people, and I can't wait to get my sweat on all October. We're joined again this segment with Ryan Tamari, sports nerd of sports nerds, has done it all in the industry. Ryan, I got a fun fact for you. Bring it on. Trevor Lawrence has never won a regular season game. He is now 0-4. Another fun fact, Trevor Lawrence has only lost two games in his amateur and professional career when he was trailing, I'm sorry, he's only lost two games in his amateur and professional career when he was ahead by double digits. Both those losses came at the hands of Joe Burrow. So the national title game and... That Thursday night football barn burner, which that was actually a good game. It was actually a good game. I enjoyed it. I wonder what the ratings look like. Is Trevor Lawrence in trouble? Is he not as good as we thought he was? Or is he just on the Jaguars? I think he's a product of, we were talking about great coaches in in the NFL. I thought one of the greatest coaches in college football history was Herb, Urban Meyer. Uh, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is a problem there. I think it's Urban Meyer. I think Trevor Lawrence has all the tools and the skill set and the height and the all the tangibles that those nerd he called me a sportsman at all those nerds that go to the combine and watch him run in nerds. Yeah, nerds. Uh that they watch him, you know, run or I, I don't understand the combine. I, I I'm 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 not from Missouri, but I'm from Missouri. I'm from the show me state. Show me. I, I bank off his body of work winning a national title at Clemson as a freshman and and his his he had a damn good career at Clemson. I I base it off that and I think he's going to be fine. I don't think him being a rookie under a rookie NFL head coach was the best situation as much as I do like Urban Meyer. I like college football Urban Meyer. I do not like Jacksonville Jaguar Urban Meyer. Yeah, I agree completely. Um Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, you shouldn't expect Jaguars fan, NFL fan, prognosticator, you should not expect a rookie quarterback to come into the NFL under a rookie coach and turn the whole thing around. They lost 15 straight games, and then you have a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach. What did you expect to happen? And I think rookies across the board have unrealistic expectations. When we look back at this draft class, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Mac Jones and uh, Trey Lance, uh, Trey Lance, and um, Fields, kid from LSU. What's the kid from LSU? He's the backup for Brady right now. I, uh, just, Kyle Trask is from Florida. Florida, he's yeah, Trask. Sorry, now. Trask. Yeah, Kyle Trask. I think he's got potential to be a good. I think when we look back at this draft class, it's going to be phenomenal like up there with the the Marino draft class. Like 
there's going to be some long-term NFL starters out Eli of this draft class. Yeah, that's another great year, Phillip too. Rivers. I think it's going to be up with those two draft classes. But there's unrealistic expectations put on rookies. No rookie quarterbacks are ever good. Well, Manning sucked his first year. Oh, Luck terrible. sucked his first year. Elway sucked his first year. These are... It, it was a bloodbath for rookie court. It was like a cemetery last weekend. It, it was a bloodbath. Uh, Zach Wilson did not look good. Mac Jones did not look good against the Saints. I mean, the Jets are not good either. Uh, me, me, me having the New Jersey, New York ties real quick. By the way, the the Jets and Giants have the worst winning percentage in the NFL for since the start of the 2017 to 2017 season. Um, Justin, I I watched the Chicago Browns game because that's all I had access to last Sunday. Man, was that Matt Nagy should have been fired at halftime. Justin Tucker's. Uh, Record-setting kick yes, that was, was 19 yards longer than the Bears' total offense. <laughs> I did not know that. Thank you for that. That's a fun fact There you right go, Bears there. fan. Great matchup on Sunday coming up. Uh, Cardinals-Rams. Yes. I think that's the game of the week. I think this is a true test for the Cardinals. I've been high on the Cardinals all year. I'm high on Kyler Murray. I'm high on Cliff Kingsbury. I, I think – they're good this year, and they'll be emerging throughout the year and the years to come. I don't think they beat the Rams, though. No, I don't think they beat the Rams, and it's in L.A. Yeah, and it's in L.A. We also have both that the NL uh, the NL West. Excuse me, the NFC West. They both play. They all four teams play each other. You got Seahawks at Niners. That's I, who would have thunk like ten, five, six years ago that the NFC West would be dominant and the NFC least would be well. We got some breaking news. Rob Gronkowski is out for Bucks Patriots. Will not travel. Will not travel. I bet he's not hurt. He just doesn't want to go see Belichick. Earlier, uh, he's got bad rib problems. I I think ribs, ribs and lungs. Apparently, he's having some breathing problems. His ribs are so jacked. Wow. Um, But I'm surprised he didn't travel and suit up just to get on the field for one play. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't want to go up there, and it, I mean, maybe he just wants to avoid the whole situation totally. Yeah, maybe he's looking for his uh, season-long health and success. But I'm super surprised he didn't suck it up and get a shot and go to Foxborough to go play with the old boys. Thanks for coming on today, Ryan. You're always a wealth of knowledge and information and entertainment. I appreciate you guys. Thank you again. Appreciate you. Thanks to all the callers and texters today. You guys are the best, except for that one guy. You know who you are. Thanks to CJ Chavez for calling in, and he's just a wealth of information and motivation. And uh, you've been listening to Dave & Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. When we play, we play on Team I-9. And we're doing Sober October with Evolve Strong. You've been listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The preceding show has been a paid commercial advertisement. The views expressed do not reflect those of this station, its ownership, or management.